Good morning, PCA. It's time to worship our beautiful God. Amen. Jesus is the resurrection of the life. Believe in him. And you will live. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. Thank you, Jesus. I was breathing the night alive. All my failures I tried. To hide, it was my tomb till I met you. Here we go. You call my name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Now your freedom is all that I know. The old made new. Jesus, when I met you. Hallelujah. You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the chains break at the weight of your glory i needed shelter i was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven when i was broken you were my healing now your love is the air that i'm breathing i have a future my eyes are open because when you call my name Oh, my name, and I ran out of that grave. 
rescue my sin was heavy but chains break out the weight of your glory i needed shelter i was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven when i was broken you were my healing now your love is the air i'm breathing i have a future my eyes are open Oh, we 
need your power every day and every hour. Lord, how we need your power every day and every hour. Lord, how we need your power every day and every hour. Lord, how we need your power, power, wonder-working power.
open our hearts to whatever he has in store, the more you're going to receive. That's just the way it is. And his plan is so much better than anything you could ever dream up, anything I could ever dream up. So let's just take this time, open our hearts wide, get our minds off of anything else, and focus on the Holy Spirit, and just loving on our beautiful Lord. Amen. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your Your glory, God, is what I 
twisted and I've seen all I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love Your love is so sweet, when God my heart becomes free You set us free, Lord And my shame is Cause you undone. get rid of my shame Thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord Your, Your presence, Lord Oh, 
let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory i want to change it up i want you to sing let me let me become more aware of your
that he's not going to leave you where you're at today. You may need to be rescued from something. You may need to make some different choices. That he wants to change your life. He wants to make you more like him. He is constantly doing that to me. He wants to do the same in every life. In every life. In every life. Open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. Open up your heart, open up your heart, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll touch every person, move in their lives, Lord, move in their lives, Lord, help them to feel your presence right now. If there's anybody in this room who did not believe that you will leave this place believing, being a child of God, a child of love. Don't leave this place without that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, I love you. I praise your holy name. Be glorified in this place today. Be glorified in every life today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you are beautiful, Lord. You are worthy. I want everybody to lift your hands and just tell him how much you love him. Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, I love you. I'm so grateful, God. I'm so grateful, God. We bless your name, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Lord. children I've heard your cries I've heard your pleas I've heard your thanksgiving and praise and it's like a sweet smelling savor to my nose bring your hearts into the throne room come and sit upon my lap sit at my feet stand before my throne and I will bless you I will meet you I will touch you I will bless you but you have to take that step, my children. I'm reaching out. Reach out to me. Take my hand and let me guide you. Let me guide you to where you need to be, where I want you to be, for I love you, children. I love you, children. Let's just praise him and thank him for his beautiful word. If you don't know what that is, the Bible talks about tongues and interpretation so that is a very biblical and it's a message from our beautiful god thank you lord that you that our praise and worship has touched your heart and you've 
felt the need to tell us about it. Don't you love to hear back from God when you praised and worshiped him and that he has things for us? I love also that he says, if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. You know, he's like, you take that step towards me, I'll come running to you. But we do have a part in it, right? We've got to make that step, amen? We praise you, God. We thank you, Lord. Let's just give him another shout. You are so good to us, Lord. You are beautiful, Lord, and we just love you so very much. We're so grateful, God. We're so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our God is good, amen? Amen. Well, this is the time where everybody gets to greet each other if you want to. If you're social distancing, you just stay where you're at. But now is a beautiful time to get out and just meet somebody on the other side of the church or say hello to somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. sound of the symphony to my ears 
He's like, holy water, your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips, like the sound of a symphony to my ears. Oh, it's like holy water on my skin. Yeah, it's like holy water on my It's like holy water. Good morning, PCA. Good morning. That was fun, huh? That was a lot of fun. All right, so um, today I'm going to do the offering, but first uh, we always like to give a little something. So I'm going to give a little something, or try to anyway. So I love science. Um, I'm a big science nerd. I know sometimes science, we think of science as like a bad thing sometimes, but I love science. I think science is great, and I actually think science glorifies God in some amazing ways. And so I want to tell you about one of those ways because um, I, I heard a speaker talk about this, and I really loved it, so I want to share it with you too. So we all know God is huge, right? God is really big. God is massive, right? But I don't think we sometimes gather just how big God is. So I love to look to science because science, like, verifies to us in a lot of ways how big God is. So we know how big the earth is, right? Earth is pretty big, pretty good sized. You probably won't cover most of it in most of your life. Um, and then we have the sun. If you've not seen the sun, um, sorry, you need to go look outside. It's out there, I promise. It's that giant burning ball of fire, right? So earth is big, right? The sun, you can fit a million earths inside that sun. Just think about that for a second. We're going to get even bigger than that. But think about that first off. A million of these things in that sun, right? Cool. Awesome. So the sun is eight minutes away for light, right? It takes light eight minutes to get here, right? So light speed, uh, the light speed is 186,000 miles per second. And if you can't wrap your mind around that, that is seven times around the globe in one second. So there you go. Seven times around the earth. Crazy fast, right? So it's eight minutes away for that. Light takes eight minutes, so that's a very long ways. So now we're going to go even bigger. Imagine all this space, by the way. There's a bunch of stuff in between all these things. But the largest discovered star in the universe to this point, which obviously there's much bigger ones because uh, there's trillions and tons of them, but it's called VY uh, Canis Majora, which is in the Ursa uh, constellation, if you ever look at it. So it is 4,900 light years away. So it takes light 4,900 years to get here to Earth. So just think about that distance for one. Seven times around the Earth per second, it takes 4,900 years to get there. And that star, you can fit 9.3 billion of our suns in that star. So think about that. 9.3 billion of our suns. That's not Earth. That's suns. That is a massive, massive star, and that is one star in all those ones up there. That's not even a galaxy. That's not even black holes around talking about that. That's talking about one single star. And imagine that God just simply spoke that to existence. He said, hey, Alexa, I want a star. There was a star, and it existed. It's incredible the things that God can do. And just think, a God that big, a God that massive. In fact, our universe is still expanding. It's actually expanding faster than the speed of light. And scientists think someday, uh, way down, hopefully we're gone by then, but way down in the future, it's expanding so fast that stuff will get stretched 
to the point where our horizon will basically become only our solar system. So you wouldn't be able to see all the stars and stuff. Theoretically, it's stretched so much that stuff will get so far away. So that's how absolutely massive this place we live in is. We only know a little part of it. And the God that created all that with his voice cares about you and loves you on a personal level. He cares about, like, if you had a rough day or he cares about, you know, like, just our daily struggles. And if you think about how minute that is compared to something like uh, the Canis star, that is 9.3 billion of our suns, just massive, that just shows you that we have a massive God that cares about you on an individual level. And it's just crazy. It blows my mind that there's so much out there, and God's like, hey, I love you. I care about you. And so I hope you take that with you today because it's it blew my mind. It's a big thing. And go look up sometime because just the distances between these things, there's stars that are 300 million light years away. Uh, those stars and stuff are probably already gone by the time we see them because they're so far away. It's like looking in the past. The whole It's all sciencey and stuff. Go look it up. It'll blow your mind. It'll make you appreciate God even more and how big he is. All right. So um, offer, we're going to do offering. There's several ways to give. The first one is cash or checks to the ushers. That's an easy one. If you got cash or check, just throw it in there. Uh, two is online at pcachurch.com. It's pretty easy. Uh, we have an app. The app's really cool. If you don't have it, go to the App Store or the Play Store and search for PCA, and it'll give you some prompts and stuff. You can go through there and fill it out. Uh, you can text. We all have cell phones, or most of us do, I think. Even if you have a flip phone, this works, so it's great. It's 844-390-2401. You can text there, and it'll take you through some prompts and have you to give. There's kiosk in the foyer. They're back there. Um, if it's your first time, you got to type in your full name so we know who you are. And then follow prompts, and it'll let you give. And then, of course, you can mail, which I've mailed like two things in my whole life. But lots of you have mailed way more than that. So if you're good at mailing, you go for it. I, I bought stamps the first time that day. It was crazy. It was cool. Anyway, um, you mailed to PCA Church, uh, 2313 East Prospect, uh, Ponca City, Oklahoma, 74604. And those are the ways to give. So there's no reason not to give. You can always give. We have a giant, amazing God. He only asked for 10%. And imagine what we talked about how big God is. Imagine the amazing things God does with that little bit you give. It's crazy what God can do with that kind of stuff. And he uses us in this, in this huge universe. He uses little tiny us to do amazing things. It's, it's crazy. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. The ushers, you can come forward. God, I just thank you for this day. And I thank you for just how amazing you are, God, and how how absolutely massive you are, God, and yet you still love us. You still care about us on a personal level. You, you care about every little thing we do every day. You, wanna, you want us to tell you about every little thing we do every day. You want a personal relationship with us, and that just blows my mind, God, that you care about us so much, that you're the creator of the universe. You spoke the stars in existence, and yet you still love us, still care about us. God, I just pray that you bless this offering. I pray that you, you use the money we put in there and that you use an amazing astronomical ways that we can't even see and don't even know, God. I just pray that you bless us and bless this offering, and you bless everyone in this church, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Take a break. Your brain is hurting. <laughs> Take a brain break for just a second. It's clear. All right, here we go. Most of your minds are blank most of the time anyway. Please stand with me today. While you're standing, getting the word ready, I want to thank all of our church yesterday. I'll tell you what, as a pastor, I was super blue proud. My heart was blowing up. 
because yesterday morning our church showed up and in less than an hour set up everything that had to be set up for our outreach yesterday, back to school bash. Less than an hour we were ready to go. We had prayer at 9.30. It didn't even start till 10, but we had cars coming in before 10. And we were out there for four hours in the 150,000 degree sun <laughs> with a 75 mile an hour wind blowing canopies everywhere. And so uh, some of us are a little pinker today, some of us are a little browner today, but uh, I was so proud of everybody having a great attitude all day and then reaching out to all the families and the kids were having a blast. If you've never seen a unicorn, you should have been here yesterday, we had one on the church premises. Um, everything from, from petting zoos to dunk takes to slides and all those things. And I was so proud, and then even more proud when everybody cleaned up. We cleaned all of that up in 15 minutes. 15 minutes, man. That's incredible. So uh, thank you, PCA, for reaching out to our community, and thank you so much for those of you who give to this church faithfully. It's only because of that we are able to do things like this. So thank you, thank you, thank you, PCA. Thank you. I know it's hard to clap with the Bible in your hand, but lift it up with me. Here we go. Repeat this after me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. And Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help the preacher. God bless you. You may be seated. Man, I am fired up and ready to go today. This week in my office, I preached to myself and I was shouting. I don't know what you're going to do today, but I'm ready. The question is this, where have you been? Where have you been? Moms, have you ever asked your kids that? Where have you been? Where have you been? And could you tell by looking at them, sometimes you knew where they had been? In the mud holes, yesterday we saw some kids in the mud holes and all that. Where have you been? Maybe dads, as you have those teenage girls and they miss curfew and you're standing at the door with the shotgun. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah. I believe God asks us sometimes, Where have you been? Where have you been? And so today we're going to answer that question, where have you been? I have found you can usually tell where people have been by the way they dress. You can tell by where they've been by the way they smell. Right? Or where they have not been. You can tell where people have been by the way they act. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse number 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men, say it with me, had been with Jesus. Say it again. Had been with Jesus. Wow. Peter and John are being interrogated by the Sanhedrin council. These are men of mighty uh, rank. They are the highest ranking officials at that time. They made the laws. They were judges. They had so much power and influence. And Peter and John were standing in front of them and they were being interrogated because of where they had been. And it, uh, it came across to these Sanhedrin council who, who are not followers of Christ 
who were the very ones who had Christ crucified, and now they realize the tomb is empty, and they look at these men, they go, well, they're not very intelligent on their own. The Bible says it right there. They're unschooled, ordinary men. In the Greek, it means this. They were ignorant, and they were ignorant of ignorance. That's what they were appearing to be in front of these intelligent guys. But something was different because they knew by looking at them, and by the way they acted, and by the way they had talked, they knew where they had been. These men who were leaders of this council looked, and they looked, and they said, these men have been with Jesus. These men, we know where they have been because they have been with Jesus. They look like it, they act like it, they talk like it. And I got to tell you, when we have been with Jesus, people are going to take note where we have been. The reason they are there is because uh, Simon Peter and John were on their way to church. I want to stop there for just a minute. They were on their way to church. It wasn't after church. They were on their way to church. And uh, they met a man beside the gate, beautiful, whose friends every morning put him there. Have you ever been put in your place by someone else? I have been. Anyway, his friends put him there and he stayed there all day. He had been lame for birth. And so Simon Peter and John are coming along and this guy, he, he meets them and he says, Hey, I need some money. Simon, Peter, and John are on their way to church. And they had already been with Jesus. Now church, I want to challenge you today. Don't come to church to be with Jesus. Come to church because you've already been with Jesus. Before you get here. Already be filled. The Bible says we are to enter gates with thanksgiving, enter courts with praise. We don't do it after we've been in here. We bring it in with us. We are worshipers before we get in here. So it doesn't matter what they're playing or what they're singing. It doesn't matter if it's your favorite song or you hate this song. It doesn't matter about the volume. It doesn't matter about the lights, all those things. We come in here because we have been with Jesus and we come in here to give him all we got because of what he's done we come in full of the Holy Spirit we come in ready to go you don't have to pump me up to get me going I'm ready from the time the first drum clicks I am ready to worship my God why I've been with Jesus and so they have been with Jesus they're headed to church they see this lame man there 40 year old guy who has never walked and he's asking for money like he does from all the other church people. And Peter and John say this, we don't have any money. I don't know if too many pastors would want too many people coming in that don't have any money. Because the offering is going to be really bad. However, I would forfeit the money if I had everybody walking in and they had been with Jesus. These men had been with Jesus and they said, they said hey, look at us. Look at us. We need the world to look at us, church. We need the world to look at men and women who are followers of Christ and see that we have been with Jesus and there's something different about us. 
There's something different about our faces. There's something different about our language. There's something different about the way we are acting. Why? We have already been with Jesus. And I'm telling you, there's a difference of people who have been with Jesus than people who have not been with Jesus. They talk different, act different, dress different, walk different, hang out in different places. It's just the way it is. And Simon, Peter, and John, they said, look at us. We don't have any money. Look at our clothes. We are not the wealthiest people in town. They're already inside. They're called the Sanhedrin and the synagogue, and those are great people. We are not those people, but we have something else. We have something else. Get up, walk. And the Bible says immediately this lame man who had never walked a day in his life, get that, never walked a day in his life. His muscles had never strained. He had never done squats. He had never been tired from running. He never walked a step in his life. He got up immediately and the Bible says he went running and leaping and, and, and took off. How many of you know that kind of guy who'd never walked all of a sudden jumps up? His muscles are strong. He's like, whoa, wait a minute. What? And he starts running. Then he starts leaping. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not going to leap for you. But you can get that in your own mind. This guy is pumped. Look what God has done in my life. I was lame for 40 years from birth. I've never taken a step. And now look at me. I am running. I am leaping. I'm jumping. And it says he goes right into church. Right into the synagogue. Can you imagine the praise and worship leaders like, oh my goodness, this is out of control. Because we are singing, what a friend we have. And everybody's calm and relaxed. Then all of a sudden, the back door's flung open. Some guy comes running. Look, look, look at me. Look at me. I've been healed by Jesus Christ. Somebody understand who we're worshiping today. Somebody begin to shout. Somebody get excited. Look at me. And he's running. And he's leaping. And he's coming. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Woo. Can you imagine the ruckus in the worship service? Can you? So I just woke some of you up. Can you imagine the, the worship leader going, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they go, I don't know. We've never had this before. We're, the, we're, the priest is supposed to come up next and do a little reading from the Bible. like we're always, But something's happening different. And everybody starts getting excited. Simon, Peter, and John walk in. Everybody's like, what's going on? And they go, it's Jesus. He's alive. He's healing people today. He's changing people's lives. We have been with Jesus. This man just had an encounter with Jesus. And look at his response. I wonder today, where have you been? Have you been with Jesus? I wonder today, think back on your life. What has Christ done for you? What has Christ done for you? Think about it for a second. Is anybody in here saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? I'm going to wait just a second. Because obviously you have forgotten what it felt like the moment you got set free. The moment you went from darkness to light, from bondage to freedom. I remember the night I got saved. I remember I had my hands lifted up. 
tears running down my face, and I began to shout. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. All I knew was it felt awesome. And I began to shout, and I began to praise God, and I began to give him glory. I didn't care who heard me. I didn't care who saw me, because all I know is something just transformed me in my life from darkness to light. Something just happened inside of me. I have never had happened before. I had never felt it. I had never experienced it before. But I knew this one thing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't care what anybody thought. I just shouted. Anybody here today ever been healed in your body? I'm going to give you just a second to let that sink in. I remember when the doctor said I had cancer. I remember when I went back to that doctor and he said he can't find anything. I remember when my wife had cancer, stage four, and we went back and they did surgery and the doctor comes out out of the surgical room, I can't find any cancer. I remember when my son had asthma so bad, we had four different, three different breathing machines, one at home, one at school, and one at church or whatever because he had so many breathing treatments every day. And I remember the Sunday morning, he came down front to the church And I went to my son. I said, son, what do you want? He said, I want God to heal me of this asthma. And we began to pray. And he began to lift his hands. And he began to shout and praise God. I remember that moment when he healed him. And we took all the breathing machines, donated them to the school and said, give them to somebody else's kids. We don't need them anymore. I remember all the times when God did something in my life. Do you remember where have you been? Come on, church, where have you been? Does anybody here today want to shout and give God glory for salvation today? Does anybody here want to clap and shout and give God glory for healing in their body? Come on, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I remember. I remember. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I remember that moment. I didn't care what anybody thought. I didn't care about the order of service. I didn't care about how long we were at church. All I cared about was giving God glory. Can you imagine this guy? Coming into praise and worship. Then all of a sudden the worship leader goes, now everybody be seated. Can you imagine this guy going, there's no way I'm sitting down. (laughs) I just started walking. I ran in this place jumping and leaping. You think you're going to tell me to sit down? I've been laying down for 40 years. There's no way I'm sitting down. I'll just stand. I'll just stand the whole service. I'll stand for the rest of my life. I don't care. That's somebody that's been with Jesus. When we've been with Jesus, we don't care how long the praise and worship lasts. Come on. (laughs) Come on. We can stand up for 15, 20, 30 minutes because we can go to a ball game and never sit down for four hours. Come on. We buy a seat, but we don't ever use it at the football games. 
We come into church and that's all we want to do is sit down. And God says, I will come into your presence. And when God comes in, we need to stand in reverence and awe and acknowledge the entrance of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Not sit there and go, how much longer we got? How much? Man. Ooh, man, another 27 minutes of this? I don't know. Wow. No. Where have we been? People say, well, I'm not that, I'm not that exuberant. I'm not that excitable. I'm, when it happens to you, when it happens to you, when you're the one healed of cancer, when you're the one that just got your life changed forever, when you're the one, it's different. When you're the lame person that has never walked, it's different. But when you've walked your whole life, you don't think anything about it. How many of you thought once today about walking into the church? How many of us thought once today about seeing out of our eyes or hearing with our ears or speaking with our mouths or taking breaths in our lungs? Probably none of us have given one thought about that today. And yet there are people who would love to be able to stand. There are people who would love to be able to see. There are people who would love to be able to hear and speak and live and move and have their being in Christ. And yet today we seem to somehow just, well, church has got to be reverent and quiet, not where I check it out. Everywhere I check about church and everywhere I check about praise and worship, it is loud. Everywhere you look into heaven, it's loud. So they're on their way to church. They are filled with God. They, they, they tell this man, get up. He gets up and this man's leaping. And so because of that, they are called before the Sanhedrin because they've caused such a ruckus in church. They, they lost control of the service and we got to get back control. Maybe in church today we need to lose control of the services again. Maybe we need to not be so concerned about everything that's going on more than we are concerned about praising and worshiping our God. Maybe we walk in like this. Sit down. I'm not sitting down. I'm ready to stand. Yeah. Can't be cold enough, hot enough, loud enough, bright enough, dark enough. I don't care. I don't care because I've been with Jesus. And I'm filled and I'm ready to worship. I am entering his gates with thanksgiving, entering his courts with praise. I've got too much to be thankful for today to be silent. I've got too much to give God praise for. Not what he's going to do, what he's already done. And so many times we walk in and we go, well, I got a lot of lists for God to do today. Instead of going, look at the list he's already done. Yeah, look at the list he's already done. So they're before this Sanhedrin. And all of a sudden, they look around, and they're having a problem. Because Simon Peter is no longer denying Christ. Remember when he denied Christ three times? He was sitting around the fire. There was a young damsel there that says, aren't you one of those disciples that hang out with Jesus? Nope. Well, you kind of look like him. Nope. And the third time, he used profanity and said, no. Well, that was Simon Peter before the day of Pentecost. He's been with Jesus and now standing in front of the Sanhedrin who has more influence and power over life and death, he's not denying Christ anymore. He is declaring Christ. What a difference when somebody's been with Jesus. 
I mean, he, he denied Christ to a young girl who had no power, no authority, and now he's declaring Christ in front of men who have the power of life and death over him. What a difference. He doesn't smell like smoke anymore because he's been with Jesus. He doesn't smell like uh, the world anymore. He's been with Jesus. His face was different. They said, I can tell by your courage. I can tell by your countenance. Something's different. And then Simon Peter, being the great preacher that he is, he, he brought his illustrated message with him. Don't you love it? So the 40-year-old man that was healed, who's no longer lame, now running and leaping and all that, Simon Peter goes, hey, can you meet us at the Sanhedrin Council at 9 o'clock Monday morning because we got to be there before the judges and we'd like to have you there. And so it's Simon Peter and John and the man who was lame standing before them. Look at this, verse number 14. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. Wow. You want to stop <laughs> critics? Show them something. It's hard to deny a miracle when the miracle is standing right in front of you. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin, then conferred together. So they, they told Simon, Peter, and John, you guys get out, the layman, get out of here, we got to talk. And they said, what are we going to do with these men? Guys, we got a problem. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. What are we going to do? So Simon, Peter went from denying Christ to declaring Christ. He also went from denying Christ to defending Christ. Because he said, we didn't do this. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified, the guy you crucified. It's him who has raised up from the dead. It is him whose stripes were on his back. It is him who has healed this man from being lame. It wasn't us, but it's the power of God living inside of us. And now he is defending Christ. Wow. Simon Peter was no longer ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church today. We cannot be ashamed of what we believe and who we believe in. And I know there's a lot of pressure from society. There's a lot of pressure from culture today. And they're going to cancel you. Guess what? We were canceled a long time ago. We just didn't know it. Simon Peter and his bunch were being canceled, but they didn't know it. They said, we don't care. We're not woke enough to understand. All we know is we have been with Jesus. And I want to tell you, let me tell you, we have been with him and he is with us right now in us, dwelling inside of us. And when we speak, it has authority and power. And the same Christ that was raised from the dead dwells in me. And let me tell you something, if you're a child of God, he's dwelling in you right now. And we need to learn how not to be ashamed of that gospel, but proclaim the truth to all those who will listen and say, you may think something about me, but let me tell you, I have been with Jesus and I've got Jesus inside of me and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation the power of God unto salvation what a difference why because Simon Peter and John had a fresh encounter with Christ 
We need a fresh encounter with Christ. If you don't get excited, if you're not enthusiastic about your relationship, get a fresh encounter. If you've kind of got mold and mildew on your relationship, get some blood of Jesus Christ on it, clean it up, wash it up, and get back into the throne room of God. We had a message before we preached today, come into my throne room, sit on my lap, let me hold you, stand before me in my presence. God is a loving God, a gracious, merciful God, but he wants us to come in and get real close. He said over Jerusalem, I wished I could have brought you in like a mother hen does her little chicks and put you under my feathers, but you wouldn't listen to me you, because you knew me as a little boy and you don't understand who I am. But I want to draw you close. I want you to experience me. I want you to have an encounter with me so that when people look at your countenance, they can go, there's something different about you. You've been, where have you been? I have been with Jesus. It's not that I've been to church. I've been with Jesus. I know people that can go to church and not be with Jesus. Church doesn't ensure you have an encounter with Jesus. It gives an opportunity. Acts chapter 4 verse 17. They said in order for this to stop spreading among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. That's what we got to do. We got to have a mandate. Come on. We got a lot of mandates going on today. We got to tell them, shh. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach in all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, what is right in God's eyes? Shouldn't we be asking the question that way today? What is right in God's eyes? What does the Bible, the word of God, have to say about this situation? What is right in God's eyes? Should we listen to you or to God? You judge I love these guys. They are telling judges to judge. Isn't that so awesome? These guys are judges and they're saying, you judge. Should we listen to God or listen to you? Is your commands greater than the commands of God? Are your words greater than the words of God? You be the judge of that. You see, even then, Christians are being given a choice. And we have the same choices today. Do we say something or do we be silent? Do we speak out or keep it in? They had to make a choice. God's people are always making choices. We are always the one forced into being the ones to make the choice. And sometimes silence is louder than speaking. Sometimes by us not saying anything, We've learned it in the history of our nation. Christians were silent and we had laws brought in that were against the word of God because we didn't vote. We didn't speak up enough. And people say, well, let's just pray about it. The Bible says if somebody's hungry, if somebody's thirsty, don't tell them you're going to pray. Get them some water, get them some food. Sometimes in our nation, if they're going to pass rules that are against the word of God, we don't need to pray about it alone. Yes, pray. But get out and vote. Let your voice be heard. Say something. The church cannot be silent any longer. Hell is raging against the church and the church has to be raging against hell. The Bible says we storm the gates of hell. We tear down the gates of hell. It doesn't tear us down. Why? We've got to start leaping and running and shouting again. I've been with Jesus. Simon Peter was probably thinking, um, 
can we hurry this along? We got people outside that are waiting on us. There are people that are sick, that need to be prayed over, need to be healed. There are people who need to hear the name of Jesus Christ afresh and new. And can we hurry this along? Because we cannot but speak about the one we have been with. The choice is not a choice. Jeremiah said it this way, there's something inside of me and it is so filling me, it is burning like a fire shut up in my bones. If I don't say something pretty quick, I'm going to explode. I feel that way today, church. I feel like as a pastor, I need to get ready to just be so fired up and explode in this church this morning. Why? Because I want all of us to be with Jesus. I want all of us to wake up again. Where have we been? We've got to get into the presence of an almighty God. we got to shout again. we got to clap again. we got to let the world know, hey, there's a loud noise happening in the house of God again and we're not going to sit down and take it anymore there's people who need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit we need to be out there not in here verse 20 here's what they said as for us we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard I can't stop talking about it I can't stop I can't stop I tried but I can't why because I've seen some things I've heard some things and I want to share it with everybody. What are we seeing today? What are we hearing today? Because we will talk about what we have seen and what we have heard. I promise you. A lot of people today, hey, I'm all for sports. I, I love sports. I played sports. I, I played volleyball last Tuesday night. I love sports. But that's not going to be the only thing I know. Sometimes I want to talk about what I've seen and what I've heard from God. I love sports. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm depressed today. I'm hurt. Okay, the OSU Cowboys won. Give the OSU Cowboys a big hand. Kind of win. Did, OS, did OU win yesterday? Oh, now we got some loud people. Yeah. yeah! Texas. They got slaughtered. Like a lamb to the slaughter by a bunch of Arkansas rednecks, I mean Razorbacks. And... <laughs> I love sports, but that's not what I've been seeing and hearing lately. I've been seeing the word of God come alive. I've been hearing the voice of God say, Pastor, come on. The times are drawing near. We've got to get back to where we are knowing and seeing and having and hearing and all these things. And we just can't hear the word of God. The Bible says we've got to do the word of God. Don't just be hearers only, but do what you've heard. And so I think it's time for the church to begin to say, what am I seeing and what am I hearing? What is foremost in my mind right now? I'm not saying we've got to just go through life being one of those people. I don't even want to hang around those people who talk only about God the whole time. Have you been around those people? I mean, they never talk about anything else. And sometimes I do want to talk about sports. Sometimes I do want to talk about my golf swing, which is horrible. Sometimes I do want to talk about the weather. I want to talk about other things. But if you're around me for a very long time, you're going to know that I'm a preacher. I played golf the other day. I like playing by myself sometimes, so I get paired up with other people playing golf the other day with two young men. They go, what do you do? I said, I'm a minister. Messed up their game. 
they stopped cussing and then they started talking about how that I'm, I'm where do you pastor I, I may come to church and I'm like no you're not this I've had so many people tell me that if everybody people that told me that came to church this place would be like 30 services today <laughs> but what are we seeing and what are we hearing church what are we seeing and what do we got to be hearing and seeing the things of God Acts 6 15 look at this all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin, this is a different guy, different situation. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin, the same judges, looked intently at Stephen. Remember Stephen? Yeah. He was a deacon. Oh, man. And they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Wow. His countenance. What was the one thing that changed when Adam and Eve were going to have an afternoon meeting with God and, and they, had, they had taken of the fruit? What was the one thing that had changed their countenance? God said, well, wait, well, wait a minute, where have you been? Adam, uh, well, this woman you made me, uh, Eve, she went over there, took a bite of the fruit and then made me eat it. Yeah. Threw her under the bus. But their countenance changed. It said, we looked and we saw that we were naked, so we had to make some clothes out of fig leaves. Because He said, who told you you were naked? What have you been hearing? They were listening to the serpent. You know, what are we hearing today? We're hearing lies, believing lies. And, and the serpent will always ask, did God really say that? And he says that about all of these situations in our life that we're having to make choices about. Well, did God really say, does God's word really say that? It really does. What's right in God's eyes? So this deacon named Stephen who had been serving the people, he had been with Jesus and he comes before the Sanhedrin and he makes them so mad because his face is like the face of an angel. The Bible says they, they come out of their high seats and come down and rush upon him in the council. Isn't that crazy? And they're gnashing their teeth on him. These are well-informed, high-level, intelligent men who are judges. And this happened. And then they drag him out of the city and they stone him. Wow. And one of the men standing there at his feet was a guy named Saul who would later become Paul. Why? Because of some things he had seen and heard. Changed his life. Stephen was stoned because he'd been with Jesus. He'd seen some things and heard some things that changed his life. Hey, Stephen, where have you been? I've been with Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 says this. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on the stone came with glory so that the Israelites could not steadily look at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was. Hey Moses, where have you been? I've been on top of Mount Sinai in the presence of God. They couldn't even look upon his face. They had to take and put clothing over his face because they thought if we see his face we'll die. Because of the glory of God that was upon him. Wow. His face was shining. Radiant. Stephen's face was radiant like the face of an angel. He had been with Jesus. 
Simon, Peter, and John, where have you been? We can tell by looking at you. You've been with Jesus. Yeah. Where have you been? The challenge today is for us to draw closer to God. The challenge today and the question is asked to cause us to want to be closer. You may say, Pastor, I pray every day, read the Word of God every day. Wonderful. Wonderful. Because you know when I have you raise your Bible and say that? I still have yet had 100% of the people who have raised their hand and say, I've read the word every day and I've prayed every day. So until we get 100%, I'm going to keep doing this. Why? Because it's your life. It's where you go. It's where you've been. And it's where people will look at you and go, there's something different about you. Why do you get so excited when they start singing I've been with Jesus. I was dead in my sins, headed to hell. And I remember the moment he wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I surrendered my life to him. I said, God, forgive me of all my sins and wash me white as snow. And I remember that moment. Oh, thank God. Why are you so excited? Because I remember the moment he healed my body. I remember the moment he delivered me out of addictions that no other program could deliver me out of, but one touch from the hand of God, and I was delivered from all those addictions. I remember him renewing my mind. It had been fried because of the way I was living, but I remember him renewing my mind. Wow. Only God can do that. And the only place to get that is to happening in the presence of God. Nowhere else. I've had people for years, they've told me, Pastor, because I was a young preacher, and they'll say, you know, you're just too excitable. You need to calm down just a little bit because we're inviting our friends to come to church, and we need you to be more pastoral. You preach like an evangelist, and we don't need that every week. We, we need you to calm down just a little bit. And I said, I don't think I can. They said, oh, well, when you get a little older, remember that? When you get a little older and you get more mature. Well, I read a verse this week in Proverbs 16, 31, and it says this, that gray hair, it's a crown from living a life of righteousness. Boom! I'll take that. But the older I get... The closer I get, the more excitable I get. I can't help but speaking about what I have seen and what I have heard. I can't help but running and leaping and jumping and praising and shouting. Why? Because there's something burning inside of me that says, Hey, pastor, where have you been? I've been with Jesus. I have been in his presence. I have been right there at his feet. And I'm going to tell you, he gives you peace that surpasseth understanding. He gives you joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. He will help lift you up when you are down. He will help to give you peace that surpasseth everything. I'm telling you today, where have you been? You're going to smell like it, act like it, talk like it. 
like it, feel like it when you've been in the presence of God and people are going to look at you and just go, you've been with Jesus. You've been with, you, you must have went to PCA yesterday. Stand with me this morning, church. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Been with Jesus. I wrote something down. I want to make sure I read it correctly. Psalm 34, 5 says this. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Wow. Those who look to God, their faces are radiant. Never to have shame on our faces. If you're a child of God, don't ever let the world try to shame you. Because of who you serve and who you are in Christ. Don't let them cause you to be silent. But pastor, I'm the only one in this group. Good. I, I remember this story from a missionary when I was just a little kid. I remember it. You know, It's amazing what kids remember. But this missionary from Africa came in and he said that, that there was a shoe salesman went to Africa. And the shoe salesman called back to the office and said, can't sell any shoes here. Nobody wears shoes. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to sell any shoes. So they sent another representative from the business to Africa. He calls back, it's a gold mine. Nobody here has shoes. I'm going to sell everybody here a pair of shoes. Amen. I thought, what a difference of perspective. I don't know what perspective you have in your life today. Maybe the glass is half empty. I don't know. I'm always thinking it's full. I'm always looking on the bright side of life. You may say, well, pastor, don't you have problems? Oh, I got problems. Don't you ever have bad days? I got bad days. But that all changes when I get with Jesus. I have to always check myself. If I got critical spirit, I got to get back into Jesus. If I have a bad attitude, I need to get back in with Jesus. If my face doesn't reflect the radiancy of the presence of God, I got to get back in the presence of God. So I don't know where you've been this week. And I don't know what you've been doing. And I don't know what you've been seeing. And I don't know what you've been hearing. But I believe God sent me here today to inspire you to get back to that presence of God where you feel like the Bible says we would be like a little calf let loose from a stall this is farming country this is cattle country have you ever seen a newborn calf get let loose from a stall oh my goodness they are kicking up their heels they are happy they are running they don't know where they're going they don't care. They're just free. And man, they're running and they're jumping and they're kicking and they're happy. They don't know that much about all the other things outside the stall, but they're just happy to be free. The Bible says that's the way you're supposed to act. Jumping up, kicking your heels, running and being happy. And it doesn't matter what kind of gray hair or black hair or red hair or no hair. It doesn't matter. I've been in the presence of God. I want His radiance shining from my face. I want my countenance to convince you where I've been. And I want you to convince others where you've been. So this morning, we're just going to take a moment. Not long at all. 
It doesn't take long just to step into his presence. He's an omnipresent God. He's everywhere, so you don't have to go very far. You just have to enter. We can keep our hearts closed or we can open them up and let Christ come in. And so if you're here today and you've got some challenges in life, you've got to get in there. If you're here today and you've been angry, get in there. If you've been jealous and feel greedy and, and all the, and then there's things, to, get in there. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. If you're saved today, can we just raise our hands? If you've been healed today, can you just raise your hands? Can we just for a moment get into the presence of God? Hallelujah, Lord. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Oh, come, come love this place, place and fill the yes. Hallelujah. stand right here for just a minute just say I'm going down to get close so I just want to be in his presence I don't want to be distracted by anybody sitting by me I just want to come and just lift my hands I don't care what anybody thinks or what anybody says I just want to come down here and worship my God for just a minute I need to get closer I need God to show me some things I need God to speak if that's you just come on down and join me we're not going to run and leap or anything we're just going to come down and just be in his presence for just a minute hallelujah Lord, hallelujah. Let us become, let us become. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just come down here and raise your hands. And just worship Him for just a minute. I'm hungry for you, Lord. I'm hungry for you. Become the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware. God is here. We just need to be aware of it. We need to open our spiritual eyes and our spiritual hearts and say, God, come into my heart right now. Fill me with your glory. Fill me with your presence. My face may not shine like Moses, but I want there to be something different about me. I want to be with Jesus. I want people to know when they look at me where I've been. By the way I talk, by the way I act, by the way I dress. Something different. Hallelujah. About you. Oh, one more time. Let us become more aware. Hallelujah. Your prayers. Let us experience the goodness. The glory of your
God, tomorrow when these youth go to, go to the schools, I want their friends to go, what's different about you? Woo. When you go to work tomorrow, they're going to say, where have you been? Oh, I've been with Jesus. And I got to tell you, there's a sweet, sweet fragrance in His presence. I got to tell you, it takes away all my hurts and all my anguishes. It takes away all my desires that I shouldn't have. It takes away all the pain that I'm feeling in life. I lay it at the feet of Jesus Christ. And He fills me with His glory. What an exchange. I come to Him heavy and weary and I come out of His presence kicking up my heels. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. God, thank you for my life today. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my sight. Thank you, God, I can walk. Thank you, God, I can talk. Thank you, God, I can hear, I can see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one more thing that we've got to get out of here. There's one thing, there's one thing that every person desires just before they take their last breath. There's one thing every person desires. More time. God, if I just had one more day. Remember the rich man and Lazarus? The rich man raised his eyes in torment and what did he want? One more chance to tell his brothers. Don't make the choices I made. God, let me go back and tell them. Too late. The Bible says every one of us have an appointment with death. We don't know how we're going to get out of here, but we're all going to die unless the Lord comes back and raptures us out of here. But I want to make sure that I don't lay in my deathbed and go, oh, I should have told PCA Church this. I want to say, nope, I've told them everything you've told me to tell them. I fought a good fight, kept my faith. Now I'm going to go get my crown. And you got one too if you finish the race. If you hang in there, baby, hold on tight. And you fight the good fight. It's time for us to fight for our God. It's time for us to declare Jesus Christ, to defend Jesus Christ. Not to be silent. I, I, I hope and pray that God has spoken something into your heart today, that God has given you some kind of challenge because he's challenged me. I'm going to be a better pastor. I'm going to be a better leader. I'm going to get more in presence of God, and I challenge you to do it. I challenge you to come in here next week. It don't matter what they're singing. don't matter what they're playing. You come in, I'm ready. Let's go. Amen, amen. I'm ready. Let's go. We don't show up 20 minutes late. We show up 20 minutes early. Come on, PCA. I'm talking. I just got all up in your business right there. Don't be late. Come in early. We, we have to be on time for everything else. People think oh, I can come into church 30 minutes late. Well, don't do that. This is a new time in our world. Things are being changed daily. We cannot change. This word does not change. Amen. Thank and you, we've Lord. got to ask the question, what is right in God's eyes? I love you. Thank God for hanging out with me today. 
Have a great week. Let your countenance let somebody know I've been with Jesus. God bless you. Have an awesome day in the Lord today. Amen. Can we give God praise for his word one more time? Then they're going to sing us out of here. God bless you. I'll get to the back and try to meet you. Have a great and awesome day. Oh. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at pcachurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.